Welcome everyone to the Ken Hill Podcast. I'm Ken Hill. My goal with the podcast is to share the techniques and habits of what the best motorcycle riders in the world do to thrive and survive in a sport that has consequences. Using my 20 plus years of riding and training at the highest levels, I wanna make these techniques and habits accessible to every rider in the world. The podcast structure is deliberate. I don't have sponsors. The duration relative to many other podcasts is short, making it simple to listen multiple times, and I only release a new podcast when I feel I have something to share. I'm not cranking out podcasts because my sponsors say I need to. You listeners are my sponsors, and I appreciate the donations, which can be made via the podcast page on my website, khcoaching.com. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome to the Ken Hill Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Hill, and this is podcast number 85. This, um, this, is, a, this is a topic that uh, I'm just super passionate uh, about. And what, you know, what does it take to make a Moto America grid? And I'm passionate about this topic uh, for a lot of reasons. And this is, this is a topic that I get a lot of people asking about. And I've been fortunate enough to work with two or three different um, clients over the years, that that has been their goal. It's like, okay, great, I wanna make an AMA or Moto America grid, right? I, I wanna be able to qualify and, and to be able to race. And it has been, it has honestly just been an honor to be able to work with, with some of these people uh, to be able to meet literally a, life, a lifelong goal. And I, I mean, I, I kinda had the same goal. I did it, I did it very late in life. I didn't do my first AMA pro race until uh, age 41. And I mean, when you think about it, right, that's, that's sort of a big, it's, it's a huge goal, which is, you know, what is the highest level of racing we have in America? And that's Moto America. So what does it take to make the grid? So let's, uh, we're going to dive in, we're going to dive in a, uh, into a lot of it because it's not just, hey, I'm fast, um, I should be able to make the grid, no problem, right? I, I, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm fast, so I should be good to go. And, and yes, rider performance is what ultimately gets you in the show, but more than that, I see a lot of the um, frustrations of, of Moto, getting into a Moto America, which is, which is anything, anything but, the, but the riding. So there's a lot of factors just to be able to get um, uh, to get an entry. So, first thing is the people at Moto America. Honestly, they're, they're great, and and they want you to succeed. And you're going to think, well, gosh, you know, I've talked to some of them, and and um, God, they make they make it really difficult. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a professional organization. They're representing professional motorcycle racing in the United States, and they have rules and regulations. Absolutely, but. They will do their best to help and guide you through to get into the show. They're great. They're fantastic people if you just get to know them a little bit and realize what they're up against. Uh, so don't be afraid to email them and, and ask questions. And they have just a massive amount of, um, of great resources, which we'll get into, uh, which, is, which is on their website. So, all right, we're gonna get into uh, what it takes to make a Moto America show, and uh, there's, there's definitely a lot to it. So, all right, uh, here we go. 
So you decided to make the plunge uh, into getting into a Moto America race, which I absolutely applaud you for doing. Um, it's one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. It's also one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're and you're thinking about um, trying a Moto America race, good on you. I just think that is I think that's awesome. And uh, it's honestly what's going to help keep growing our, our sport here uh, in the U.S. So there's a lot to this podcast. So hang in there and uh, we're going to kind of branch a lot of things. So getting into a Moto America race, the first thing is, is obviously your riding and, and your speed. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But there's so many more things that people don't look at. And typically they look at doing it very, very late um, into the process. So there's, there's licensing, um, there's the actually <laughs> the, the entry procedure, um, getting into the venue and, and setting up and getting your headshots done and everything runs off a schedule, which is, you know, getting into the event, tech, tires, um, the writer's meeting, track familiarization, um, each one of your sessions, park for May, tech, starting all these, all these different things have schedules and a lot of times um, and amateur racing it's it's just much more flexible uh, rather than the the very high standards and organization that they have at, at a Moto America event and yeah at first it might seem um, a little strict and it can even be a little bit off-putting but it's there for a reason right everybody has to be treated um, the same as best as possible and I mean because they'll, they'll certainly understand where you're coming from and they're, they're, there's definitely some give and take so but uh, they, they do have high standards they, they need to maintain it's yeah it's a professional sporting event right so not only is it a professional sporting event it's televised so yes it has a strict schedule with with strict standards so Let's get into each one of these things and find out what it's going to take for you to uh, to get into the show. And the first barrier, which I think is incredibly important because this is ultimately what gets you into the show, is are you fast enough to qualify? And to qualify, depending on the class, you need to be within 108 to 110% of the fastest time or the pole time. In... Super sport and super bike, it's 108% and all the other classes. So twins, um, stock 1000, baggers, it's, it's, all, it's all 110%. And to be clear, this, this, isn't, this isn't easy. When, when you look at, I mean, to make a super sport or super bike grid, holy crap, it's no joke, right? It is no joke fast. So let's, let's dive into some of these things and um, figuring out what it's going to take to, to get into the, uh, into the show. And we're going to start off with, with the qualifying and, and you're a little bit on your riding. And <clears throat> your local club sort of race time um, is a point of reference, but it's not always the best reference. And unless you're already running a Moto America spec bike with spec tires, spec fuel, um, then it, it really isn't an accurate uh, point of reference. So I, I see so many riders think they're in, 
but they run a different tire brand, they run different fuel, or they have a different engine configuration uh, for, say, their, for say their club. And all of these things have to be taken into consideration. If you're, if you're new to Dunlops or the, motor, the MGP fuel, and you've never run Dunlops or your bike's not mapped appropriately, this is something that you're going to have to, to, to run and be comfortable with. Um, because we'll talk, we'll talk about the time factor in just a minute. So I think a really good barometer of this is, you know, think about when you're, you want to race. And typically the easiest thing, of course, is, is doing it at your home track, which we'll talk about. But if you're going to do it, make sure that you're on the equipment that you're going to race Moto America with. So running the tires, running the fuel, having the bike at a spec and that, I mean, that is where a, a, true, a true comparison, right? A true reference of that of lap time uh, comes from. So <clears throat> when, when we get to a Moto America race, and again, there's different aspects of this, but there's no time. There's no time. And for a person that doesn't do the series or isn't riding at the very sharp end of the level, um, basically not a professional motorcycle racer, then we wanna make sure that we're ready to go right in FP1, that we're able to meet the qualifying times right in FP1. Because there is, there, again, there is, no, there is no time. And you're not in a position to try completely new fundamentals. You're just trying to take the fundamentals that you have and put them um, uh, in a very pressure-oriented <laughs> pressure in, in environment. So the, the goal is, is that we want, we, we'd love to see you make you know, a queue time in FP1 right out of the gate. And the other, the other thing that you have to look at is a lot of times, whatever poll time that you sort of did your point of reference is, a lot of times it's going to be faster. So you have to give yourself some, some margin there. And you know, margin, I would say, you know, a half a second to a second is, is what would be awesome. Um, but sometimes uh, it doesn't quite work out that way. We've seen, especially this last year, we saw a lot quicker times um, than we had in some of the, um, in some of the races. And, and for 2022, some of the classes are going to be getting new rules where the times are going to be a little bit quicker. So you have to take these things um, into consideration. So when it comes to your qualifying, make sure you're on, when you're using that as a point of reference, make sure you're using the correct equipment and make sure that you've got yourself a little bit of cushion on that qualifying time. Because again, they're, at the event, there's no time. You've gotta be able to uh, hit, the, hit the ground running. All right, uh, before we started to get into some of the, the logistics, um, we'll kind of we'll kind of um, um, dovetail into into that here with you're going to need lots of help, a, a minimum of one person um, to help you, but ideally it's a three to one ratio, three people helping one rider, and it, it seems like um, that might be a lot, but there's no time, <laughs> and you'll be you'll be busy just trying to ride, and that's the whole idea is putting you in a position to be just the rider. And there's, there's so much to do, which we'll, which, we'll, which, we'll dive, which we'll dive into. But 
that's the idea. And of course, yeah, yeah you can get it done with, with less than that. But ideally, having that, you know, two, two helpers um, or even three helpers uh, just will make your life so much easier. There's, I mean, there's tires, right? There's, there's setting up your, your hot pit and getting help, establishing what their roles are so everybody's not tripping over each other. So again, you can just be the rider is so important. And you have to think about what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to compete with the best riders in the US. And it takes just being that to be able to, um, to, be able to make it. And yeah, I get it. You know, a lot of the Moto America weekends are hurry up and wait. It's, it's you do your thing and then you sit around for a while. That's providing everything's ready to go. Um, uh, and it can be that way, but that's a great problem. So, all right, let's get back to a little bit of the, um, the non sort of rider, non rider stuff. So <clears throat> there's a lot behind the scenes that it takes to, to get into the show and to be at the show. And it really, it starts with the Moto America website. And the Moto America website's great. It has everything you need to know. And I really encourage you to, to jump on uh, the Moto America registration. Uh, you can just Google Moto America registration, Moto America competitor, and it, it has everything in there. They're very good about putting up the schedules. Um, the rule book is on there. Updates are typically on there in a, in a fairly, um, fairly timely time. And all the contact is on there as well. So the first step is get on the Moto America website, read everything and read everything twice. Getting your Moto America license is also not necessarily easy. Um, they have strict qualifications for it based on your points in your club and whether your club is AMA sanctioned or not. So make sure you take the time to see if you can qualify uh, via their point system to get your Moto America license. So, you know, it's, it sort of starts with that. And it's just, it's not a slam dunk getting a license. So make sure you, again, get in there and, and, and read about that. Once you get your license and you, and you get entered, the, the, event, the event really starts on Thursday, meaning that setup day is... Setup day is typically the busiest day, um, and Fridays are also very, very busy. But yeah, the the, the Thursday is is just crazy. Um, if you're if you're coming in um, and you're and you're new to it, uh, they have you park um, outside the venue, and they bring you in in tiers. They have a tier one, tier two, tier three, and you get let in sort of based on where you're at in, in the in the in the system. So typically as a privateer, you're gonna be last. And so um, it's a freak out where you may not get parked till two o'clock and your tech window opens up at 2.30. So yeah, you, you, it's what I've said before, right? You have to be, once the trailer door or the RV door comes down with your bike, it, it needs to be good to go. And we'll talk about that just in a second. So yeah, the event starts on Thursday and <clears throat> it starts with going over to registration Getting your getting your stuff uh, from them, and then um, really it, it's getting your pit um, set up as basically as possible, um, so you can function. And then having your um, your your windows 
of everything open to you or, or available to you. So there's a Windows for tech for your class. There's Windows for your tires. Um, hot pit assignments don't come out till a little bit later. Um, track walk, track familiarizations at a certain time. So all of these are done in the event schedule. In the event schedule, you can look at ahead of time and make sure that you, you have, it, have it ready. Um, so once you get in, get some partially set up and get to your tech window. Tech, tech takes two or three people. Um, we, of course, we need to bring your, your bike over there. Um, belly pan's gotta be off and they're going to inspect your bike to make sure that it's, it's um, basically safe and has all the basic requirements needed for racing for Motor America. So, you know, the belly pan's gotta be off, it's gotta have a rain plug, it has to have a working rain light, um, you know, just all those things, basic safety wire. Um, they're less stringent um, than you would see in a club because they expect you to be a professional about it. You have to bring your gear. Your gear has to have the right patches and has to right, have the right you know, logos and has to be in good, good condition. And another part of this is your team. You have to have team gear. So your, your team gear has certain standards and um, having the right credentials is a big deal. So this goes back to when you enter, um, one of the biggest things that I see is not having the correct credentials and taking too long to get credentials please take the time to get your credentials way ahead of time with all the people that you want. Once you do it, it's actually very easy once you're at the event, but please make sure that you, you get that done. So yeah, tech, they're just gonna look over some basic things and make sure your bike looks like it's legal for the class. Basic things depending on the class, right? Um, wheels, brake master cylinder, um, little, little things like that. And then, uh, looking at your tire window. So you'll get a, a list of the tire compounds for that race event, and they differ. Some weekends have a wide range of tires for the rear, some have a narrow range. Um, other classes, even Junior Cup has got, Junior Cup might have one, only one set of compound tires for the, for the weekend. So looking at what your tire compounds are. So get your, get your tires over to the, the tire vendor and get that done. Um, and then once that happens, uh, track walk typically, typically happens late in the afternoon and getting the track familiarization done. If possible, it's, it's, really, it, it's really beneficial to have um, some of your other team members, if they haven't ridden at that track, uh, to do the track familiarization with you. So when you chat with them about what's going on, they at least have some idea of what's, of what's um, going on. So the overall goal on Thursday is to be complete. So the only thing you have to do on Friday is plug your tire warmers in. Um, You've, you've already procured your gas. Um, that's something um, to do as well, is ordering your gas ahead of time and picking up your gas and, and having the, the spec fuel with you. Um, if you've run other brands of fuel, um, if they do decide to do a fuel check, which we'll talk about, um, you, your, your tank, if your tank will be contaminated. So it either has to be flushed out multiple times with the spec fuel or a different gas tank. So getting your fuel order ahead of time and make sure your bike is, is capable of, of um, passing fuel check is, is super, super important. So <clears throat> again, once, you're, once, you're, once you have the schedule of when you're going to be out, 
Um, depending on what class you're in, things can move very, very quickly or they can move very, very slowly. Um, again, it just really depends on the class. Uh, FP1, so free practice one, should be a real good indicator of, of where you're at. Um, and I suggest running typically the hardest rear tire so you can stay out um, pretty much the entire session. Maybe come in, take a breather and go back out, but not having to change a rear tire. Um, it, it's just typically you can go really well and the track may not be uh, up to spec yet. So the track might be a little bit green. So it's better to save it um, because going back to the tire, the tire deal is depending on what class you're in, you're limited on tires. You don't get that many tires. And it seems like a lot, but you'll find that you run out very, very quickly. Um, depending on what we're, what's going on, even in super sport, we'll typically, uh, between FP1 um, and Q1, we typically run the same front tire, um, depending on weather conditions. And um, that way we can use uh, more rear tires. So typically in, in Q1, we want to use um, one front, one rear, and be able to run it. And then this is where things start to get exciting. Q2 or Q1, this is where it starts to count, right? They're of course all time sessions, but basically whether you're gonna make or break the show starts, starts right here. And the nice thing is, is what Moto America does is that if you, if you make the time cut in any one of your Q sessions, you're in the show. So let's say you make the time cut in Q1 uh, but something happens in Q2, you'll, you can still make the show based on whether you fit into that percentage. So that is one nice, one nice thing that, uh, that happens. And typically in Q2, um, depending on the class, um, we'll run two rear tires. So we'll typically go out on, on a tire and whether that's the, the tire from uh, FP1 or a new tire, we'll go out on that, try to set a time, um, come back in, think about it, whether we want to make any bike changes and um, uh, put on the second tire and then try to set a lap uh, with that. So by the end of Q1, you should have a pretty solid idea of where you're at and where the bike's at um, and what changes you want to, what changes that uh, you may or may not uh, want to make. Because again, you're getting, depending on the class, either 20, 20 minute, 25 minute or 30 minute um, session unless you're super bike. That's it. That's it. That you, you, there's no time, right? They're not going to, you, you don't get to go up to them and say, Oh dude, sorry about that. I was late. They, they don't care. So you have very little time and you have to fit into their, their parameters. So Q2, right? So Q2 is you should have a little bit better idea. If you're making any setup changes, you can make the setup changes. Maybe it's gearing, maybe it's a, a, a little bit of a, 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 whatever, a spring change or clicker change. Um, uh, now's the time to try these things and, and to see how they, to see how they work or even, you know, writing technique changes. Uh, when you're new to this, there's a lot going on and, um, typically your pace will come up. So your bike setup might have to change or something you're doing with your riding might have to change, uh, as well. So, and then once, you know, you're done with Q2, uh, you're done. And then, um, one thing I should mention is after Q1 and Q2, your bike goes to park for A. So after free practice one, your bike can come right back to the pit. That's no problem. After Q1 and Q2, your bike goes into, it goes into motorcycle jail. 
um, where they go through it to make sure that your bike has all the right things. Make sure it has your tire stickers on it, right? Because they have to count how many tires you're using. Make sure that they're, you know, the equipment on your bike um, looks, looks okay, that you're not running anything that's not designated for that class. And typically they'll hold the bike for around 30 minutes. And then they'll release the bike um, and uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to pick it up and go back and get it, get it and, and prep it. Sometimes there's very little time in between um, like Q2 and the race, depending on the class. You really have to be on your game here. Um, and having um, a designated handheld radio um, that is on the Moto America um, channel is, is, is it's a must. And it's something that you'll be glued to the whole time. Moto America does an extremely good job of, uh, of announcements. So, but you've got to have the radio to make sure, sure that that happens. And then as you approach race time, the grids will come out. You'll have the grid um, and you'll be able to see where you're at. One thing to remember, you might have say a 2 p.m. race start or a 3 p.m. race start or a 310 or whatever it is, but you roll typically 15 minutes before that. So you've got to be ready, be ready to go. And depending on if it's a quick start or a full start is, is what you do. Um, if it's a quick start, um, you roll from the hot pit um, and you'll roll out, have somebody meet you on grid. Um, so you do a parade lap, meet you on grid, then they do a warm up lap and then you're racing. Where if the full start is you'll do a parade lap, then you'll sit on grid for seven minutes um, or whatever it is. Um, so you'll have tire warmers, generators, you know, stands, the whole bit, um, and then you'll have to remove those. So hauling that stuff from <laughs> your pit or hot pit, uh, yeah, it needs, you need more than one person to be able to do that. And then you get to go race. And then after the race, the bike goes back to Park for May again. One note on Park for May or, or tech is after the race, there's times where you, typically not as a privateer, but it has happened, um, you may have a note on your bike. Um, they may want to inspect something and you need to be prepared to do anything, whether it's pulling brake calipers off to check pistons, um, whether it's safety wiring your rear caliper, or maybe it's checking your airbox. Uh, maybe it's checking your fuel, um, or maybe it's pulling the throttle bodies off to look into the intake ports. You have to be prepared for that as well. So there is, there is a lot to, to, um, to deal with with that. So. Okay, and after that it's race time, and uh, or you race, and then you've got uh, morning warm up on Sunday, where you can again try some things and uh, race again on um, on Sunday. So depending on the class, so some classes only race once, um, some of them race twice. So, whew, yes, it's a lot. It is a lot that's going on, um, and again, I, I've I've said how how difficult um, this can be, um, but it's also incredibly rewarding. And um, one thing, you know, that that is you you go to a single Moto America race or you go to multiple Moto America races, how much it raises your riding game as well as your professionalism game. Um, it's it, 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 it's a game changer uh, for your riding and just your overall what you're doing for the sport. So I'm a big fan of of having this as a goal. The goal is completely doable. Um, I, again, I've taken multiple clients that have um, been mid-pack, right? They've been mid-pack club racers, and they say, you know what, I'm gonna set a goal. Um, in two years, I wanna make a Moto America grid, um, and, uh, or, or in a year, or whatever it might be, depending on where you're at in your riding. And I just, oh, I think that's awesome. I just think that's great. 
and I think this is just a great goal for, for everyone to have. So, all right. Uh, there it is. All the stuff that takes um, that uh, off the top of my head uh, uh, or off the top of all of these pages of notes um, to, uh, to be able to run with Moto America. So I hope to see you out there. Ken Hill Podcast, 2021, all rights reserved.